0: following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. Hello and welcome to Isaiah 61. Today we are going to continue on the series building thriving relationships and and truly it's god's essence for humanity it's god it's it's god's true desire for humanity to have thriving relationships and you know um, work through challenges work through complexities and simplify things so that his name will be glorified this is pastor solomon from spirit of lord church And we are excited to come to you one more day because it's the grace of God that makes this possible. Amen. Today we want to center on truly a symbol of strong relationship that we reference to pretty much routinely and frequently, I I should say. And that is the relationship between David and David. And Jonathan, David and Jonathan. You may have heard about it, David and Jonathan. So let's let's take it up from the scriptures. Um, and this is First Samuel chapter seventeen, going into chapter eighteen. Um, David beheaded Goliath. Goliath was was the giant who was terrorizing the armies of Israel and. All, you know, all kinds of things. And, you know, we we get into that space where, you know, this little man, little boy comes to deliver lunch. You know, so in this day, it would have been a delivery driver or it would have been sent on foot, you know, to deliver food at that time. Comes and sees what's happening and is discontent. He's aroused to anger by what was taking place. So he took matters into his own hands and trusting the God in him. He said, you know what? I'm going to handle this. I'm going to handle this myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take care of this because the God that is with me, when I was battling the lion and the bear, that God is still with me. Wow. So, we start from 1 Samuel 17, um, 54. Verse 54 says that, David took the head of Philistine of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. When Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the captain of the host, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, Said, "As your soul lives, O King, I cannot tell." And the king said, "Inquire whose son is, whose son the stripling is." When David returned from killing Goliath in Philistine, the Philistine Abner brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand, and Saul said to him, "Whose son are you, young man?" And David answered, "I am the son of your servant Jersey. Jesse of Bethlehem, Jesse of Bethlehem. And chapter 18, verse 1, when David had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own life. Verse 2, Saul took David that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own life. Verse 4, and Jonathan stripped himself of the rope that was on him and gave it to David and his armor, even his sword, his bow, and his girdle. Verse 5. And David went out wherever Saul sent him, and he prospered and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war, and it was satisfactory to to both the people and to Saul's servant. I'm going to stop here. Building thriving relationships. Last week we talked about recognizing that we're fundamentally flawed, and so there's a need to extend grace, there's a need to... Think like God, act like God, look beyond um, an individual's frailty and their 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 challenges and see them in God's light. Okay. Today we're gonna talk about having that connection with each other to where we want the best for those around us. We want the best. For our friends, we want the best for our family members. We want the best for our colleagues on the job. We want the best for our, our our marital, um, our spouses. We want the best for those that we, we, we conduct business with. We want the best of those that we, we share fellowship with every, you know, Saturday or Sunday. We want you one the best. Now, David had just arrived from killing Goliath. That was an amazing feat. That was just incredible. And in that day, David was being healed. And he had the head of Goliath in his hand when he came to approach Saul. And Saul was trying to find out the name of David's father. To to sort of trace. Who this guy is. And they couldn't trace it. So Abner couldn't trace it. But when David came before Saul. David. Revealed it. He's the son of Jesse. From Bethlehem. Obviously Saul knew that. David's brothers. Were in the army. Alright. David's. Brothers were in the army. But obviously, there must have been a difference about David that really stood out from among his other brothers. But you, the, the key here is that going into chapter 18, verse 1, after David had the conversation with Saul, Jonathan was around. So Jonathan is the son of Saul he heard david he he perceived david he discerned david and what happened he got a connection with david not only from a mind perspective so it it took the intellectual and the reasoning and the and the ability of david to you know, express himself before the king and before the, the commanders of the armies of Israel. It took it took some skill for David to to work it out. Some some of us get nervous when we are in front of authorities and, and we, we cringe and um, you know a our, our speech sometimes is in a slur or we, we 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 just freeze sometimes because you're in the presence of someone important. David had to have built some skill set that was not only confident but he he didn't hold back. He was very you know, he was very candid in his approach and it didn't matter who was in front of him. So having heard David speak Jonathan, you know, really considered all the things that David had said and how he articulated and the 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 type of person David was and the bible says that his his soul was knit with the soul of David from that day forward to where he loved David that's Jonathan loved David as his own life as his own life we cannot as believers build thriving relationships without loving others like our very own own life. We cannot build successful model relationships. We cannot build model marriages without loving the other like our own lives. So we see what Jonathan did to demonstrate that he loved David as his own life cuz after the the battle Saul pretty much said David you come live with me don't you're not going back to your dad's house live with me and I'm pretty sure someone who was going to drop off lunch didn't even get to say goodbye to his parents and um, other and, and all his family members. But either way. The king had invited David. And David obliged. So Jonathan whose soul was knit with David's soul. Made a covenant with David. And verse 3 talks again about the fact that Jonathan loved David like his own. Own life, and Jonathan gave him his robe. Gave him literally everything that was on him, all his, his sword, his his bow, his girl. Literally, Jonathan stripped off his you know army regalia to give to David. Because there was nothing that was going to hold back Jonathan from giving what was on him because his soul was already tied to David. He had perceived that their lives had become intertwined and interwoven. He had concluded that this Boy is my brother forever. Whether we're from the same bloodline or not, it's my brother. That's why spiritually, brotherhood is different, it's treated different. When Jesus was asked, Who is your mother? Who is your father? Who are your brothers? Somebody will ask, Jesus would say, Anyone who does the will of my father. There was, there was nothing connecting brotherhood to a bloodline. Now, the, the scriptures talk about the ancestry and it's important for us to have the lineage. It is important to have because as we, we discussed uh, previously, the lineage of Jesus had all sorts of, you know, personality traits and, and, and some issues there. But Jesus came and he's he, he put an end to it. And he's like, now anybody that comes to me and that is connected to me, we're all brothers. So beyond the bloodline, who is my brother? Who is my sister? Anyone that does the will of my father. And we're supposed to love each other like we love ourselves. We're supposed to want the best for each other. We're supposed to go all out for each other. We're supposed to not hold back. No, don't hold back. Yes, you're going to lose. Don't worry about losing don't worry about how people will treat you don't worry about the repercussions of what people will say oh well you you keep repeating the same oh the same old once god is instructing you let nothing let no experience let no book out there that is written by the opinion and experience of man sway you from following and obeying the voice of god that's paramount Obeying the voice of God is paramount. It it trumps everything else. How I feel, how we, f- everybody else feels, is not going to stand before God. Our feelings, our opinions, our perspectives, our professional, you know, you know, analysis. Yes, those are critical, and those guide us and guard us sometimes. But we shouldn't allow those to. To take us away from God's intent and plan. I am very convinced. That the world. The body of believers across the globe. Have gotten this relationship dynamics that God intent. We've got it wrong. We've got it twisted somehow. We've not gotten the whole picture. We have parts of it. May God help us to see the full perspective, the full image. Hallelujah. This is Pastor Solomon on Isaiah 61, and we'll be right back. Enjoy this music as we take a quick break. We'll be right back. They fought for our future, for our freedom. So my message to all of you is quite simple. Thank you. Just thank you for who you are. Thank you for choosing selfless service to your country. AM980, The Mission, would like all veterans to know we deeply appreciate your service and sacrifice. Your work in protecting our rights and keeping us safe does not go unnoticed. May God bless all veterans and active service members. Alright, welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon Aquaka with Spirit of Lord Church. We're at ten oh one Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis, Minnesota, five five, four, one one. And you're welcome to be our guest, worship with us, one of our life transforming services every Sunday at ten thirty AM at our premises. And we thank God for what He's done and what He's continuing to do with our with our congregation, with our building. And um, to him be all the glory. Now we are continuing on, on, on the path of you know building stri- thriving relationship, relationship that we will strive to build on the solid rock the solid ground, on the firm foundation Jesus Christ. It'll, it'll be a, a, a relationship um, that would not know any barriers. In fact, it is a selfless nature of Jesus who gave himself up as a ransom for many. Didn't know us. Didn't know us. No, didn't know us. A lot of times I hear, oh, I don't know this person from Adam. And and I, I, I I did a favor from them. And yes, well, thank God that at that time he positioned you to do that. Now, we can learn from that. But... If God positioned you to do something do not regret it do not do not desire to take it back well because i'm I'm pretty sure that there are times that Jesus would have every right to say you oh, know I'm taking my salvation back <laughs> i i gave I gave this I gave my life and i i i I want to reverse it you know I you know they're crucifying me afresh daily and I can't take it. My work is in vain, but Jesus never does that. I'm talking about relationship from God's perspective. Relationships that, that, th- that thrive in the eyes of God are relationships that are based not on experience, but are based on the voice of God. When Jonathan perceived in his heart that David is a pure, honest God, from that day forward, Jonathan made a commitment with David, and David had to had been in tune with what was happening and had to accept. So there was there was a merger of their spirits, their souls, to a place where you know you don't you don't want to do anything that will hurt the other person you're 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 afraid to to go and and listen to anything that is not good about that person instead you would stand up and speak out on behalf of your your friend or your spouse or whatever relationship there is. Meeting behind closed doors when when nobody's hearing what's going on, would you defend the cause of others that are being ripped apart? In order to develop thriving relationships, we need to develop the guts to confront anything that is dirty and not good. We have to be ready, to confront anything that is dirty and not good. Now Jonathan made the commitment to David, and regardless of the repercussions that were at stake with him disobeying his father Saul and and giving secrets to David, he still defied all those, and he launched into this mindset of. I've got my brothers back no matter the cost. No matter the risk. Nobody's going to talk me out of it. A lot of times we get talked out of things that we want to do as God inspires and we feel like that's the right thing to do. We get talked out of it. We we listen to... Uh, people's experiences and we we, we just stray away and, and Jonathan could have listened to so many different experiences. But at that time, God impressed on his heart and David also connected with that idea. So they journeyed together. What beauty. What a beauty. It will reflect of God's true image and purpose. When we as believers only see God's purpose and God's intent, not the flaws of the other, the other party or the other parties in a relationship because then we're able to manifest the true, the true selfless nature of God to where he wants the best for us every day irrespective of our you know of our commitment irrespective of where we should be God is not look, look at that he's like my commitment to you is unwavering may God give us the grace may God give us the unwavering spirit the capacity to not not to waver in the midst Of turmoil. In the midst of challenges. May God build. And rebuild. Relationships like David and Jonathan. In the church. In his body. May we not. Be concerned about the cost. Of sticking together. And and bonding together. And seeking the true purpose of God. To be fulfilled. Because at the end of the day. Jonathan had a part to play in David fulfilling his God-given purpose. And outside of David being obedient to God and David, you know, working on things, Jonathan was a huge part of of David fulfilling his prophetic destiny. So relationships are critical to us achieving our God-given destiny. May God raise up a generation of Davids and Jonathans in the church, in the body of Christ. That instead of fighting with each other, instead of battling all these doctrinal um, differences, we we seek the true face and image of God to manifest everywhere we go. And that would transform the world that we live in. God bless you. God increase you. God, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. In Jesus' name, amen.